done. Amen. And, and that's how I feel tonight in the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is so rich in this place. Amen. I feel that there's a special anointing in this house right now. I can hardly contain myself. I feel undone in the presence of the Lord tonight. There is such a purity in this place tonight. Amen. I wonder if just for a few moments, wherever you're at out there in social media world, if you can just begin to close your eyes and you can just begin to give God some praise. Begin to give God some worship. The song says, my hallelujah belongs to you. My highest praise, everything that I can muster, the best that I can give belongs to you tonight. I wonder if we can just worship him tonight for a few moments. Amen. In this place, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. What a wonderful presence of the Lord that is in this place tonight. Amen. I'm excited to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I feel so inadequate tonight. Amen. I feel so undone. Amen. We are a blessed people tonight. Amen. To feel what we feel. Amen. And I wonder tonight, let's just give the musicians a hand and the media team a hand tonight. Give yourselves a hand. Amen. What a blessing they are, service after service, putting this together. And I don't just say that cliche, but I say that from the bottom of my heart. You guys come in, you choose to do something for the kingdom of the Lord, and God honors that, and we honor you today, and we thank you for that. Amen. If I can get the uh, announcements for the, the tithes and offering, the giving up there tonight, we're going to take our tithes and offering, amen, over the internet. There are several ways to give. We have PayPal, Venmo, text to give 831-777-4249. 777-4249. Amen. You want to be blessed. Amen. Be a blessing to the kingdom of God and bless God with your finances. Amen. Giving is a way of it's a sacrificial thing that we do. Amen. We give to the Lord. We can never outgive God. Amen? Amen. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. We can never outgive the Lord. You may be seated tonight. And uh, again, it's good to be in the house of God. Really like what I feel tonight in this place. And uh, hopefully I won't be too long tonight. Hopefully I'll say something that will bless you and that will help you tonight. I want to talk to you just for a few moments tonight on whose voice is louder, whose voice is louder. In Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, if I could get that on the board, please. Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, the Bible says, it says, In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this, is, for this is he that was spoken of the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make his path straight. 
And the same John that heard that, that had, had raiment of camel's hair and a, a uh, leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locust and wild honey. Amen. We're going to pray tonight that God would help us, that God would bless his word. Lord, I thank you today for your word. God, I thank you for the opportunity, God, to stand in this platform, God, in this place. God, I pray that you would help me tonight, God, to say what you need me to say. Lord, we give you all the praise. God, we give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Bible says, in the days, in those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea. He wasn't whispering, the Bible says, but I would imagine John was screaming, repent, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was the one, the Bible says, that was the one crying in the wilderness, the voice. He said, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his path straight. The same John the Baptist, he wasn't dressed just right. He was dressed kind of kind of just whatever. Amen. He wasn't worried about what he looked like. He wasn't worried about what he sounded like, but he was a worried, he was worried about, he was he was on mission. He had he had a mission to fulfill. He had a voice that he had to let out. I find it interesting in all four gospels that they make mention of John the Baptist. Amen. The importance of his role and his example, I believe, is essential for us today in our Christian, in our apostolic living. There is something to be noted from John the Baptist. It is essential in this day more than ever. It is essential to have a voice for the kingdom of God in this day. Amen. The Word of God paints us a picture. And, and this picture that it paints us, it lets us to know that, that John the Baptist... We know the story that he was a relative of Jesus Christ. But more than just a miracle child, if you will, he was visited by angels. He was ordained by God. John's mother was told that she would never have a child. And the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 1, verses 12 through 17, it says, And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel of the Lord said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer has been heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear a son, and thou shalt call his name John, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost." Even from his mother's womb, verse 16 says, And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. John had a purpose. John had a calling. Amen. And verse 17 says, And he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children of disobedience to wisdom of to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Verse 15 tells us, For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. I believe the Bible was giving us insight to power, authority, and, and he was giving us an insight 
to the power and the authority and the anointing that John possessed. The scripture said that he was not to drink no strong drink. He was not to have a wine cooler, if you will. He was not allowed to be a social drinker. He was to put those things aside for the service of the Lord. God said, I am putting my hand upon your life. I am putting my word in your mouth. And there are some things, John, that I'm asking of you. There are some things that you cannot do if you are going to be my mouthpiece. He said, you cannot have strong drink. Amen. The Bible said that he was to be great in the sight of the Lord. Everybody wants to be great for God. Amen. But there are some things that God requires out of the body of Christ. There are some things that God requires to those that call, him, that call themselves His. Amen. If you want to be used of God and you want the hand of God on your life, there are some places that you cannot go. There are some things that you cannot partake of. Amen. Because the Bible says that God is coming back. For a church is without blemish, a church is without spot or wrinkle, but God is coming back for a bride that's made herself ready. Amen. And I don't know about you tonight, but I've got to be ready. Amen. In this day, in this hour. Hallelujah. John understood it very well. He was dedicated to the cause. The Bible says that he was to be great in the sight of the Lord. I believe it was John that said, he must increase and I must decrease. John understood that if I will lift up God, amen, then God can use my life. Amen. And so it is today. Amen. If we will lift up God, if we will elevate God, if we will put God in the rightful place in our lives, then the miracle signs and wonders will follow the church of the living God. Amen. And so uh, John understood that. Furthermore, the Bible said that he was to be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. And I couldn't help but get emotional when we began to sing about how our God is awesome, Brother Hector. I began to think about the word awesome, and that's just one word because there is many words to describe our God and the power of our God. When you think about the God who forgave you yesterday, when you think about the God that blotted out the mistakes that you made last week, when you think about the God who wrapped you in his arms and loves you despite of your bad choices, you can't help but get emotional. You can't help but say, God, you are awesome. God, you are mighty. God, you are everything to me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We serve an awesome God. And he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. 2020, pastor preaches it all the time. That we've got to walk in the Spirit so we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I get it. But we've got to walk in the Spirit Amen. So we can be called the church of the living God. The Bible tells us of the children of Issachar. The Bible says that the children of Issachar had understanding of the times. And I can tell you why. It's because they had a relationship with God. They walked with God. The Bible said Enoch was not because he walked with God. He was taken by God. If we're going to be effective in 2020, we've got to walk in the Spirit. Amen. We've got to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Hallelujah. 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 And so this Holy Ghost is more than just a Sunday night service to say, man, this feels really good. And it does feel really good. It's the power of the Holy Ghost that can change you. It's the power of the Holy Ghost that can come upon you and cleanse you, forgive you of all your sins. But I'm telling you that there is something about the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that it will lead you and it will guide you unto all truth. If you're starting your journey tonight living for God, let the Spirit of God begin to lead you. You say, Brother Ray, I don't know which way to go. And I tell you tonight, let the Holy Ghost lead you and guide you. You'll take two steps to the right and let God speak to you on the right. Take three more steps to the left and let God speak to you on the left. And the Spirit of God will begin to guide you. We cannot live without the Holy Ghost. Amen. We've got to walk in the Spirit. Amen. Because I believe that there's God is still speaking in this hour. I believe that the voice of God is, is speaking, but we've got to clean out our spiritual ears so we can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church in the hour. In the most important hour, God is still speaking. But we cannot hear the voice of God when we're bogged down with problems and issues and relationships and finances and all the worries of the world. But God is calling us today to a place to come higher with him. Amen. To a place that we can hear his voice. He said, my sheep know my voice and I know theirs. There is a place in God, amen, where he can lead us. These preparations and lifestyle he lived, John he lived, he found, we find in Scripture, the Bible records other notable men who would bear this lifestyle. Samson, Samuel, Paul, and of course John. This vow that he took would no doubt set him apart for the service of God. He was not to drink strong drink nor wine and let a razor come to his head because it was a vow that he had taken before God. Amen. It was a vow that he had taken this vow simply meant to be consecrated and to be separated into the service of God. And I'm not talking to just a minister today. I'm not talking to just a man today. But I'm talking to the body of Christ. I'm talking to the saints. I'm talking to those that are out there on Facebook tonight. God has called you consecrated and set apart. Amen. God has called you his own tonight. Amen. Amen. Because why? Because there is a work to be done in this hour. You have a mouth and God is looking to fill your mouth with a voice, amen, that can, that can save this world, that can help this situation, but we've got to step out. We've got to be consecrated to God. We've got to be separated unto God. Amen. The Lord was raising up a man such in such a controlling time to be a voice in the kingdom of God. Doesn't that sound like today? Amen. He was raising up John in the time that John was coming up. There was just so many things that were going on. But John was not swayed by the latest fashion. I read it in your hearing tonight that he, he was dressed, he was, he was draped in camel's hair. Amen. And he was, he was eating locusts and he had leather all around him. He, he, he didn't fit the bill. He wasn't the most popular. He wasn't on the cover of GQ, if you will. But John was about the father's business. John was about propagating the gospel. John lived his whole life, amen, to finally come out of the wilderness for that one moment to change his world. 
Amen. He wasn't concerned about his, his fashion or political standing. But he had one mission and one mission only, and that was to be a voice in a dark hour. It's one thing, hear me tonight, it's one thing to be heard, but it's another thing to be felt. It is my belief today that John walked in such power and such anointing because he lived a life. He lived a life that was consecrated to God. He lived a life that was separated unto God. And because he did that, he operated in a power and an anointing. We talk about an anointing and we use the, the, the word loosely. But I'm telling you, the Bible says that there is an anointing that breaks every yoke. Can I put it this way to you tonight? There is an anointing that will demolish any situation in your life if you will consecrate yourself to God and you will humble yourself unto God. There is an anointing that God gives his children. Hallelujah. I believe it tonight. I'm not up here because I'm bored. I'm up here because I believe it. I believe that there's a God who has all power in heaven and earth. Hallelujah. And what a place that God wants us to be where we're not just heard, but we're felt. That when we, when we walk, on, walk in to a situation, they feel the anointing and the presence of God all over you. When I sat right there just a few moments ago, as, as the music team began to sing, I felt the power and the anointing of God because of the life that they're living, because of their attitude of worship unto God. Amen. It's one thing to be heard, but another thing to be felt. Amen. This anointing of God was running through him. What we need is the anointing of God, amen, to run through us today. What I'm saying is very simple. God is looking for a mouth. So, he can, so God is looking for a mouth to use as a voice in this hour. Amen. He is looking for a lifestyle that will be fully given and surrendered unto him. The Bible says regarding John... It says that, shall, that John shall be great in the sight of the Lord. His consecration, his dedication made him not only usable for the Lord, if that's a word, if I can say that, but it made him great. It made him great. You want to get God's attention. You want to be used by God. You want to be called great. Amen. Give yourself unto the Lord fully. Get rid of the things I believe Pastor talked about this morning, about not loving the things of the world. Go home into your closet and open your closet door of your life and begin to get rid of the things that stop you from being all that God wants you to be because God calls you great when you elevate him. God calls you great when you consecrate yourself to him. God calls you great when you do the things that please him. He was pleasing to God. Verse 16 says, and many, and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. Folks, this is what it's all about right here. I could just stop my message and we could be done. It's all about souls. Amen. The greatest thing that we could ever do is to be right with God and to be saved. Amen. That's the greatest thing we could do is to be right with God so we can be saved. But can I tell you something tonight? That God just does not want you to be saved. 
But whosoever will, he said, let him come unto me. Because there is rest that God is wanting to give to a world that is lost and dying and going to a devil's hell. There is rest that God is wanting to give to those who don't know who he is. To those who think that they went as far as they can go and, and they can't be forgiven. There's a God who loves them today. There's a God who loves them today. This verse shows us. This verse shows us the outcome of the voice. It says that Israel shall turn to the Lord. That's what it was all about. He was looking for a vessel that he can use. He wanted to be their God too. This verse reminds me of the story of Joseph. This story reminds me of the story of Joseph. Amen. And so I'm going to condense this story for the sake of my message tonight. But we know that Joseph was, amen, wrong prop. <laughs> we'll take it, though. Uh, this story reminds me of Joseph being sold into slavery. He was, the Bible says that he was thrown into a pit and sold into slavery, falsely accused thrown into prison, released out of prison, given power, given power to rule. And one day, his, one day his brothers that threw him in the pit, thinking that he was dead, they find themselves in need. They find themselves in a famine, hungry, their family starving, their lands dry, their animals withering away. So now they are standing before Joseph in need, and they don't recognize him. So Joseph, with mixed feelings, tells them. He tells them who he is. He can't hardly contain himself no more because he felt betrayed. He felt rejected. He maybe even felt like, this is my opportunity to get even with these turkeys. Amen. Or chickens, whatever you want to call them. And so he harbored these feelings, and he had, he had them before him. But the Bible tells us in Genesis 50 and 20, and it's a very familiar passage of Scripture. It says, but as for you, you thought it evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. I got news for you today. It's not about you. It's not about me, but it's about them. It's about a world who needs a Savior. And what it's also about, it's about a church that is using their voice to project and to lead people to the kingdom of heaven at such a time as this. He had what I call the aha moment. What we need today is an aha moment. We need a moment where we can see things in such a clear way. A moment to understand the position and the anointing that God has given us to be a voice in a lost and dying world. We need a moment to see things the way that God sees them. Also, this being said of John the Baptist, it said, many of the children of Israel shall turn unto the Lord their God. I don't know if you understand the parallel there. But it's weaved throughout Genesis through Revelation that God is always reaching for humanity. 
God is always reaching for that one lost sheep. God is always reaching for people, amen. And I want to tell you today that we have a responsibility as the body of Christ. We have a responsibility as the children of God. We have the responsibility as a youth member. We have the responsibility as a young adult member. We have the responsibility to propagate this gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you believe that. John the Baptist. The parallel. The message. The voice. Hallelujah. John the Baptist ordained by God for God from his mother's womb, from his mother's womb. John the forerunner of Jesus Christ. Man, John the Baptist was the man. Some called John the baptizer. John baptized many notable men that would later, later on become apostles for Jesus Christ. Amen. John was used of God in such a mighty way. It says that from his mother's womb that he was filled with the presence of God. And I want to tell you tonight that Many of you, and all, a lot of us have different stories that come from different walks of life. But I believe that it's no accident tonight that if you're listening to my voice, whether it be the media team that's in this place or you at home sitting on the couch, but if you're listening to my voice tonight, I believe that it's the will of God that you're hearing me. And I believe that you have a purpose for your life. And I'm not saying that to be a cliche preacher today. But I'm saying that today because you are his hands and you are his feet. And from your mother's womb, God does know you. And he knows the very number of hairs on your head because he has them numbered. God knows the details of your life. God knows the good. God knows the bad. And yes, God knows the ugly. But I'm telling you tonight that God is calling you to a place tonight to come up higher, a place to be a voice in this hour and in this day. Amen. The world is speaking and they ain't holding back. They're putting out their agenda. But I wonder tonight if the church of God will stand up and begin to lift their voice. If the church of God will be counted for in this day, in this hour. You said, Brother Ray, what can I do? I can lift my hands. I can give God praise. Amen. I can spread this gospel of Jesus. Christ. Hallelujah. We can do more in prayer than they can do with a boatload of money. Do you hear me tonight? We have access to heaven. We can use our voice and summon the angels and touch the throne of God. Money and campaigns and all these agendas that the world is spewing out every minute upon the minute. And all these things they're setting up to destroy our world and destroy the church of the living God. Amen. But the church of God is strong and it's powerful and it's alive. And I've come to remind you tonight, will the real church please stand up and lift up your voice in this hour? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. It's a little different tonight to preach a message, amen, when the church is not full, to preach a message over the internet. But the same God that is in this place is the same God that is in your living room. Amen. God is not, God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. Amen. I believe that tonight. But ultimately, 
It would be because of John's voice that several would come to the Lord and be baptized. My third point, we know that, that sound, the Bible, not the Bible, but we know that God made everything anyway, right, Brother Alex? Just to clarify that. <laughs> but we know that sound travels for some time. And after a while, it just kind of breaks down and it turns into something else. I believe that God has given us a voice. That voice can travel. Amen. That seed can be planted. Amen. And so in this day, in this hour, God has given us a voice that shall go on and on. We don't know who it will affect or what it will do. But we're just called to, 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 to throw the seed and watch, let God give the increase. Amen? And so, with all the chaos that is around us in this time, it's time for us, like John the Baptist, to come out of the wilderness. The Bible says that he was a voice that was crying in the wilderness. In other words, Brother Eddie, if John was crying in the wilderness, he wasn't crying because he had a splinter. All right? John was crying in the wilderness because he had a love for God. He knew the voice of God. Amen. And he was crying because he probably had a burden for the lost. He had a burden for a world that was out there that was bigger than him. He had a burden for a world who didn't know God the way that he knew God. And so the Bible says that he was the voice crying in the wilderness. And we understand what happens when you come out of the wilderness. The Bible says that Jesus came out of the wilderness, Jacob, in the power of God. He came out in the power of God. And so when we come out of the wilderness, we come out in the power. And I'm telling you today that God is wanting us to come out in the power of God to use our voice, hallelujah, and have a burden. We have got to have a burden. We have got to have a burden. We don't have time to be wrestling with wavering issues that cause us to be lost. This preacher is talking to himself today. I don't have time to be messing with things and wrestling with issues in my life. Amen. To, am I doing this right? Or am I doing that right? We don't have time to be wrestling with wavering issues that, that have the potential to cause us to be lost. But it's time to nail these things down and to be a voice in this hour. It's time to get right with God once and for all. Because we don't have time, pastor preached on it this morning, not to love the things of this world. Because if you love the things of this world, and I don't mean to be harsh, but the Bible says if you love the things of the world, then the love of God is not in you. Don't take that up with me. Take that up with King James. Amen. But what I'm telling you tonight is we cannot serve two masters. Amen. Because we will love one and we will hate the other. Amen. So we don't have room for the love of the world in our life. Say, Brother Ray, well, that, that's a little strong. It's a little strong. It's a little strong teaching there. The church didn't get to this place today, Brother Alex, because we're a weak church. 
The church is at a place where it is today because we came out swinging, if you will. We came out with, we came out with convictions, amen. We came out with things. We were consecrated. We were separated unto God. And it's not a time for us to back up on what we believe. It's not a time for us to back up on who God is and the revelation of the name of Jesus Christ. But it's a time for us to lift up our voice and stand and be counted, amen, for the kingdom of God. Amen. Time to stand up. We cannot let this world be louder than us. We cannot let this world to be louder than us. I've come to remind somebody today that you are called, you're anointed of God, and you're a voice in this hour. You're a voice in your little world. You're a voice in your job. You're a voice in your home. You're a voice in those that you come in contact with. You are a voice that is called by God. Since your mother's womb, God has known you. He has called you. He has given you a purpose. Amen. And if you are not where you want to be today, I've come to tell you today that you can make things right with God tonight. Amen. And God can put you back on track. And God can give you a voice again. And God can give you anointing again. They tried to shave uh, Samson's hair, but the Bible says, "Howbeit his hair began to grow. God is not done with you yet today. Hallelujah. We are called to share this gospel. We cannot let this pandemic slow us down. We have got to become more creative. We have got to become louder than our world. I believe these are the final hours. I grew up around the church. I've probably been around the church at least 20 years, Brother Landry. And in the 20 years, guess what I've always heard? God is coming back. God is coming back. And I'm not here to diminish that because I got news for you tonight. God is coming back. Amen. If, if God was ever coming back, all you have to do is, is look at the news, read your news, your news feed on your phone. You understand that things are chaotic and things are upside down and they're trying to get rid of God and they're trying to get rid of, they're calling evil good and, and good evil. Our world is in a bad place because the voices of the world are screaming. They're screaming at the top of their lungs. They're screaming their agendas. They're screaming all their garbage. But it's an opportunity for the church to lift their voice. Amen. To lift their voice. I believe these are the final hours for the church. I believe that God has equipped us with an army. Amen. That is knowledgeable. That is combat ready. I believe that God has equipped us with the tools that we need right here. I believe that God, you, you, you know, we look at, you read the Old Testament. And, and we look at, we can, we can look at the world and all the things that are going on. And God would take a small army of just a few, Brother Esperito, and he would defeat thousands. He would defeat thousands because they would bind together and they would pray. And they would call on the name of the Lord Jesus. The people of God have never been the majority. Amen. But they've always had the victory. Amen. They've always had the victory. Musicians, if you'll help me tonight. I don't know how to close this tonight, but we're going to close this in this way, I guess. We're just going to, we're going to roll with it. I pray today that where you're at in your home, and even this week, 
I pray that God would give you the boldness. I pray that God would give you an anointing and that God would boost your confidence to not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it's the power of God unto salvation. He said that Israel might know that there's a Lord. He told Joseph that, that many would live because of all the things that you've been through. And maybe you're out there tonight and you say, Brother Ray, I've been through a lot. But I want to tell you like Joseph, God is relying on you tonight. God is relying on you to be a help to somebody in this hour, in this day. In closing, Hyde Park, London. Hyde Park, London. This is just a, a crate here. I'm going to set right here. Hyde Park, London, 1857. A place called Speaker's Corner was established. People would preach. They would speak about different topics. They would take a soapbox. They would flip it upside down, Brother Landry. And they would begin to preach. The problem was not everybody wanted the gospel. And so they came up with this phrase, get off your soapbox. How many has ever heard that? Raise your virtual hand. <laughs> Amen. You need to get off your soapbox. And it was always told that there would be preachers in corners. And they would be preaching, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. Get right with God. Because God is coming. And we would walk by them and we look at them like, I don't know if the dude's crazy. Is he telling the truth? But I want to tell you tonight that you need to get back on your soapbox. And you need to stay on your soapbox. And you need to lift your voice. Because you cannot let the world's voice be louder than yours. You need to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Stay on your box. Don't let them go to hell. Give them a Bible study. Take them out to dinner. Teach them how to play an instrument. Be the church of the living God. But whatever you do, whatever you do, don't let their voice be louder than yours. This is your moment. This is your opportunity. And this is your time. God speak. Won't you pour down like rain? Washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know that you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Word of God speak. Come on, wherever you're at tonight in your home. Let this be your prayer. Washing my eyes. Hallelujah. Your majesty to be still and be a voice for God tonight. That you're in this place. Be a voice in this hour. Please let me stay. Hallelujah. And rest in your holiness. Word of God speak.
Won't you pour down thy grain, washing my eyes to see your majesty, to be still and know that you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Word of God, speak. Won't you pour down thy grain, washing my eyes to see your majesty. Thank you, God. If you can just raise your hands where you are right now, wherever you're at, just begin to bask in the presence of the Lord. Take it all in because right now is the opportunity that you have. Right now is a moment that God has given you. This isn't an empty moment. This isn't an opportunity to miss. This is an opportunity to take in what God has delivered to us. Sometimes I used to think that the word of God was for everybody else, but tonight I've got a grasp. I've got a hold on to the word of God and say God that's for me God God let me reach this city God let me be God where you want me to be God God let me touch those that you want me to touch God God let me do the work that you've called me to do God no matter what everybody else does God help me God oh we thank you tonight we thank you tonight Lord God is so good to us God is so good to us. We should, we should thank Him every day for the opportunities that He gives us. There's going to come a time when we won't have an opportunity anymore. When we won't have the, the option to go out and do what God's called us to do. Maybe that's because He's come and take us already. Or maybe because that's taken away from us. We don't know. But one thing I do know, I want to be ready. I want to be ready for whatever it is that comes. If God comes and returns to take me away, I want to be ready. I want to do what God's called me to do because that's the most important thing. Thank you, Brother Bonilla, for that word tonight. I feel that it spoke to me. If it didn't speak to anybody else, brother, that spoke to me. I want to hang on to the promises of God. I've got to stand firm on a firm foundation that's true. And I encourage you, like Brother Ray said, I hope, I hope that you encourage yourself. I hope that this gives you confidence to go out and do what God has called us to do. We're not, we're not called to just sit idle, I believe the Bible says. But I believe that we're called to, for a purpose. Amen. And I want you to know tonight that God loves you. And God is speaking to each and every one of you. And I want you to take this with you because it's so important that we reach our city, especially in a time like this, when it seems like everything's just falling apart for everybody else. But it ain't falling apart for God. It's not falling apart for, for the church of the living God, Brother, Brother Bonilla. It's not falling apart for the church of the living God. Amen. We have a firm foundation. God bless you this evening. Stay in a prayerful mind throughout the week. And we invite you back Wednesday night. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless you tonight.